Welcome to the Step Change podcast from me, Mike Foster, the Entrepreneur's Mentor. My podcast are my thoughts to help you with the development of your own business. And this latest podcast is, is titled Managing Performance in the Future World of Work. Now, managing the performance of your team is an important part of helping you to reach your business objectives. If your recruitment has been planned and effective, if you've got a good training plan, if your vision and goals have been communicated to the team and everyone is clear about what actions need to be undertaken to achieve those business objectives, then in basic terms, I guess it's down to the individual and the collective performance if that objective is not met. Now, the process of effective performance management all starts with effective communication, in my opinion. So have you in your teams got an effective communication method that enables your employee to be aware of the expectations of them so that they know how they contribute to the business and that they've been clearly advised of their specific responsibilities in relation to their role. Now, you should always have a culture in your business that has the belief and the opportunity for the members of the staff in your teams to raise with you any concerns, difficulties, or training requirements. And an effective tool to encourage this two-way communication is regular appraisals or may be known as performance reviews. And these meetings are really good practice to establish you know, the job description, if you like, the roles and responsibilities, how the person has made an impact. And you can consider the performance, underperformance, whether in any improvement or action is required. But it's certainly an opportunity for the manager to coach the employee, identify a training need and discuss any actions that need to be taken if an improvement in performance is needed. I think on a day to day basis, the performance of your team can be managed with quality control methods. So having standards, processes and expectations that you expect to be adhered to, to then quickly identify if someone's performing or not. Now, the impact of COVID has really accelerated change in the workplace. It's accelerated change in organisational structures and it's accelerated change in how teams work. Now, I say accelerated because I think these changes that we've seen over the last 12 months were coming, but probably not as, um, as quickly as they arrived. Prior to lockdown, I believe that there were many leaders that were perhaps uncomfortable with remote working. Certainly in one of my mastermind groups, we asked a group of nine um, senior leaders in Oxfordshire and every single one of those nine people indicated that they would rather have their team in an office rather than the remote working. However, every single one of those is obviously now managing a team remotely and having spoken to them recently, I know they're enjoying the experience of managing their team and how they've changed as a leader or manager. Perhaps those that didn't want the change, it was a, a trust or a control factor. Or was it a question in terms of whether they doubted that the remote working would be as efficient and effective as it would be if people were in the office or out and about doing their roles? Now, I remember a conversation with um, a business owner and their concern was that their team may be gaming all day um, rather than actually doing the work that's required and 
you know, I, I acknowledge that response, um, but I do believe it's about clear barriers. It's clear expectations. And I admire myself. I admire the leaders that understand that there's an objective for their teams to achieve what they require their teams to do in terms of impact and appreciate what the return in investment is needed. Now, yes, a member of staff may always be able to do that little bit more, but if they can do what is required for you and what you set out as your goals, does that matter when they achieve it or how they achieve it? Now, if we go back to COVID and the impact of COVID, I think what we've seen is some change whereby if COVID had remained at a six-month period, I think it's very it would have been a very different action of change for businesses than if, as we're seeing now, COVID has been extended and we're now going to be well over a year before we're back to any sort of normality. Because I think in the early months, once the impact settled, I felt that many businesses started to see how remote working would work for them and how they felt at those early stages it was having little impact on the, the deeper team dynamics. And in fact, that they were seeing, due to the cost savings, some improvement of their bottom line. Now, that could be cost savings in terms of um, you know, office costs that uh, some may have been lucky enough to negotiate with their landlords um, or actually reduce the size of space that they required. It could just be other savings in terms of, like, for example, travel expenses of their sales teams. But I also found that in those early months, there was a delight from team members because they no longer had to commute and it was changing their work life circumstances. And majority of people, I wouldn't say everybody, but the majority of people were enjoying that work life balance. Now, yes, I would admit that um, some found it easier to continue in working, but the majority enjoyed that work life balance. Now, if COVID had been those six months, I think many businesses would have probably ditched the office concept due to those type of reflections. But now, as COVID has hung around, I think businesses have started to establish that they have this sort of sense of consideration that the important part that the office environment plays on a day-by-day basis. Not perhaps for those initial reasons I've just mentioned, but because of things like the team, the well-being of their teams, and actually reflecting on the considerable value of the talent that they have in their business that they wish to retain for obviously the benefit of the business. I also feel that over lockdown, there's obviously been this move towards a more virtual world and that many leaders have found that their their own leadership style has been developed and quickly developed and they now lead and manage people in a very different way and it's certainly going to be beneficial for them moving into the future so is your leadership fit for the future how does your team perform and what will motivate their performance in the future how will your team or your teams work best in this virtual world and is your organizational structure fit for the new era beyond covid as you look to thrive
Now, to answer these questions, I thought I'd share with you for the rest of this podcast an interview that I enjoyed with Catherine Geekock, a leadership and team coach who provides executive coaching to leaders to create the space to elevate their performance. There is some super insight and thought-provoking considerations here from Catherine. So I'll let you just enjoy this interview that I had with Catherine a few weeks ago. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Mike. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited for our conversation. Thanks for joining me. And yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to hearing a bit about your offering, your coaching and how you help businesses. So just kick off if you'd just uh, like to introduce a little bit more about yourself and, and the business that you have. Yeah, sure. Thanks. So, yeah, as I said, um, I'm Catherine Geekock and I'm the director and founder of DBKT Coaching. So at DBKT, we're a people consultancy who work with businesses to elevate their leaders and accelerate team performance in this changing world of work. Excellent. Thank you. And what, what made you set up DBKT then? So over the last few years, I've been really lucky to work within organisations as a HR professional, looking at the, the, the changes that we need to make today for the challenges of the future world of work. And over the last few decades, changes to the future of work has been progressing fairly slowly. But with COVID, those changes have really accelerated and I think it's opened the eyes of a lot of business owners and leaders to actually a different way of working. So I thought this was a great opportunity to step away from my successful HR career and take the next step in supporting more businesses with not just surviving in these times, but really thriving and making the most that the opportunities that, that these changes are making. Great, thank you. And you've sort of, you obviously have had a great career to date in terms of the roles that you've had, and you've obviously gained lots of insight. So based on that insight, what services are you going to offer um, for, for your business? So at DBKT, we do three things. So we work with your leaders to get them fit for the future. So that could be learning and development, workshops and initiatives, and one-to-one -one coaching, or it could be team coaching with a team of leaders. We also work with your teams to really unlock the power that team performance can bring. And that again can be through team coaching and innovative problem solving techniques. And then the third thing that we offer is to underpin that investment in your leaders and your teams. We provide um, HR services so that we can underpin those people practices to support the changes that you're making so it's all aligned and it all fits together and helps that transformation and change fantastic it does seem very encapsulating in terms of what you're offering and um, a very sort of thought thoughtful in terms of what that offering will be one of the things you mentioned to me when we we spoke offline was about team coaching through action learning can, can you just extend on that because i'm not sure it's a phrase that many businesses will understand team coaching Yes, yes. So team coaching is something that I'm really passionate about. And we can use a problem solving technique called action learning. Now, in the UK, action learning typically tends to have that eye roll effect for a number of leaders because there's been a, there's a number of methodologies that you can use. But I use an action learning methodology, which is the World Institute for Action Learning. And it's a great problem solving technique 
where you get everyone in a room, you're working on real business challenges, and you're also developing your leadership skills at that time. And so it's a really groundbreaking and um, thought-provoking conversation that also provides that learning and development for leaders. And whilst you're doing that work, you're also solving business challenges. So it's kind of win-win. Thank you. And I, I guess to sort of help us sort of position the type of organisations that you can help, the type of organisations that would need the, your sort of support, what, what sort of organisations have you worked with recently? So recently I've worked with an organisation called C4S Search. So they're a recruitment agency and they're on a great scale up and growth trajectory. And they were really hit in the initial stages of the COVID pandemic and the first lockdown. But because they had such audacious growth plans, I worked with the um, one of the founders and managing director, Ryan O'Hara, firstly through executive coaching. So providing one to one coaching, working through the challenges that he was facing and taking a real solutions focused, forward looking approach to how he can overcome those challenges so that he can bounce back and really thrive as a business. Part of that work involved co-creating a strategy day that he delivered to his um, organisation. And then I ran a team coaching session with his leadership team where we looked at developing new culture and values, the sort of C4S 2.0, as they called it, to really help them bounce back, develop those leadership skills that will help to embed those new values and cultures. And also, as a leadership team, agree ways of working that are going to help them in their sort of different different future that they're that they're working in so I really enjoyed working with C4S and it's just fantastic to see them growing from strength to strength that's a great case study and thanks for sharing that with me because I think that gives a, a bit of an insight to those that may be watching the video back at some point in terms of like again how that may fit to their organization so I guess you're working with loads of leaders um, in terms of the work you do and what you're developing in terms of your business. So have you got any tips for leaders working in our virtual world as we are today? Yes, yeah, gosh, this is a challenging one. And I know from supporting the, the, biz, the businesses that it's it's just been so tough over the last year. So from my observations, there's sort of three key things that I think people need to be looking at in this virtual world. The first one is around creating connection. So it comes really naturally to us we're in a, when we're in a more face-to-face -face world, you know, over, the, over a cup of coffee, over the lunch table, getting to know people, what they've done at the weekend and, you know, how they're feeling. It's so difficult in a virtual world and typically our interactions with individuals and teams is tactical. So as leaders, we need to be making more of an effort to create those meaningful connections you know, when you're asking how someone is, really mean it and listen to the answer and take some time to really explore and have that conversation rather than rushing straight into the tactical stuff. So it does take a bit more effort in this virtual world, but creating connections is really key. The second one is around teams, as you would expect. Um, so again, our um, investment in teams typically tends to be on the tactical level and typically um, you might get a team together, but it's really just focusing on the individual roles and what's being delivered. But taking that time to bring your teams together, re-clarify your purpose. What is this team for? What are you delivering? What are the different roles and how do they work together? And agreeing ways of working and celebrating success really taking that time to bring your teams together to so that they get to know each other even better is again really vital in this work 
virtual world. And then thirdly, is, is a concept that I'm starting to think about around endurance. So we're talking a lot about resilience. And I kind of think we've gone past resilience. We're now in endurance mode. And um, I really love the metaphor of thinking about this as kind of a marathon that has no finish line. And we're really needing to create endurance for ourselves as leaders, but also for our individuals. So when you're thinking about running a, a marathon or you're running a half marathon or something like that, there's really basic things around kit. You know, have people got the right equipment to be able to continue and be productive? Are people making sure that they're looking after themselves in terms of their nutrition and hydration? And then if any of you have run a marathon or a half marathon, I had a brief experience with, with running. Um, you know, the, the thing that really gets you through is breaking things down into small chunks. So whether that's just getting through to the next K or running to the next tree or just putting your foot in front of the other, having those really manageable goals really can help you to continue to progress. And then the other thing around endurance is when you're running a race or something, it's the crowd and the other runners that really gets you through. So I think it's really important to be thinking about how are we supporting one another? How are being, we being kind to one another? How are we championing each other? And how are we taking time to sort of recognize and celebrate success? So those are the three things for the virtual world that I, I think um, we need to be focusing on. Thanks, Catherine. They're really insightful three tips. I really, really appreciate that. And uh, I do think you know, the pandemic, you know, it's the intervention most businesses didn't want, obviously, but it did speed up that sort of virtual world, didn't it? You know, that virtual world was coming at some point. So I think those three tips you've shared there, and, and I love actually the, the reflection you've just made from resilience to endurance, because I've actually been talking to um, people recently about you know, how resilient people were in 2020 and how they've carried those skills forward to 2021. But I think you're right. I think it's probably been done. And, and endurance is a lovely phrase to use, actually. Um, and so thanks for sharing that. And particularly helpful for me because um, I'm actually uh, taking up the running again. I've just uh, been challenged by one of my clients to do the, the run ragger and uh, across Brighton um, rocks. So uh, I need to take on those tips as well. So thanks for that. But I guess extending just again with your thoughts and your experience, how do you see the future of work? Yeah, so there's a couple of areas that I think are really starting to change. One of those areas is around organisational design. So most organisations are still structured the same way they were back in the early 1900s in the Industrial Revolution. And so we're still having those very hierarchical structures within our organisations. Now, the future of work and our ways of working, those, those structures are starting to creak and we need to start to think about what are the different ways that we can organise our businesses to really get the best from our leaders and our teams. One of the concepts that I've been exploring and I'm really interested in is around self-managed teams. And there's a number of organisations who have already adopted this approach and have been highly successful in it. So I'm really interested to see how that develops over the course of the next few years. But I think that's going to be a really interesting one to look at how you're designing your businesses to get the best out of people. The second one sort of aligns with that is around post-heroic leadership. So again, our leadership styles have been very successful in sort of this heroic leadership stance. So going in and saving the day, operating from a power status and um, expert power base. 
Now the world is so complex and we're really experiencing it now, sort of the, the rate of change, the ambiguity, um, it's just too complex for one individual to have all the answers, to have all the knowledge and expertise. So leadership needs to change around those skills on how do you bring people together? How do you get that diversity of thought from people? And that's a completely different skill set from what stood people um, in good stead in the past. So that's something that I really see changing, but it's going to be really tough for people um, who've already op always operated in that way. And then the third thing that I think is really important is allyship. So allyship is here to stay. Um, it needs to become part of any organization's core and creating work environments where people can be their authentic self. They don't have to code switch. They have to feel that sense of belonging and creating spaces where you have that diversity of thought and you can bring people together to feel psychologically safe and included in the environment is just gonna be a strategic imperative for any organization going forward. Again, really insightful information and I could listen all day to be fair. One of the ones I want to, those three things I did want to extend on as I was thinking is self-managed teams. Just very briefly, how does, how does that work? How does that compute? Yeah, so the way we structured at the moment is that as a group of adults, we need to have somebody above us to tell us what to do and keep us in check. That's a very outdated and traditional way of managing teams. And actually, the future is about understanding that we're all adults in the, in the work environment. We all understand what's expected of us. And actually, we can work together without having to have somebody above us to deliver what's required. So it's about creating those teams where everyone's clear on their roles and responsibilities and there's more of collaboration and um, consensus amongst the team around working together to achieve deliverables, goals, success. Um, so you wouldn't, you don't have a manager over, over the top of that team. That team is working together to deliver what the business needs. Fantastic. Thank you, Catherine. As, as I just mentioned, uh, I could talk to you all day, um, but I will continue to follow you on social because the, the insight that you're sharing is fantastic. How will other people follow you, um, whether it's on LinkedIn or uh, any other purpose? Yes. So um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, at, so search up Catherine Geecock and you'll find me there. Um, I'm also on Instagram at DBKT Coaching. Brilliant. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you again for joining me today sharing um, your time and obviously sharing some thoughts with us um, really insightful information thank you again thank you so much mike so i hope like me you enjoyed listening to Catherine's insight and that you agree that her content shared was very thought-provoking in the ways that we may consider our teams and our leadership I thank you for listening to my latest Step Change podcast. Please subscribe or follow me to catch my latest podcast, which I'll be recording very soon.